Hello? Yes. Um, yes, I have a question. Can you hear me okay? Hello? Hi, my name is Valerie McMichael in Columbus, Ohio. Can you hear me okay? Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, I um, apparently was having uh, several uh, difficulties with my phone. I'm going to have to start this over. So, uh, okay. I'm sure everybody can hear me at the moment. Let me uh, reintroduce myself, and I'm going to take um, or uh, put you on hold for just a second. Okay, and, sure. Uh, I'll get right back to you. All right, sorry about that, everybody. Uh, my name is Ralph French. I'm coming here from Cor beautiful Corpus Christi, Texas. I was having a little technical difficulty, I guess, with my microphone. Uh, so I was talking, and nobody was hearing. Uh, anyway, this is the monthly Gold Club call. It's the second Monday of every month, so happy Monday. Uh, so if uh, you're a Gold Club member, you can submit deals and uh, – you can get in the queue and ask questions. Uh, if you're not a Gold Club member, you can listen, but you can't participate. Uh, you can get information about signing up for the Gold Club at www.ronsgoldclub.com. That's uh, Rons with an S, goldclub.com. And if you are a Gold Club member you, and you'd like to ask a question or uh, discuss a deal that you submitted, we have several deals uh, tonight. Hopefully we'll get to them. Uh, you can press star six to get in the queue as uh, uh, somebody was just in the queue. And uh, if you're a Gold Club member and you did not dial into the interactive line uh, that is listed on your Gold Club membership website, then you should hang up now and dial back in. And uh, that way you can press star six and get into the queue. All right. Uh, so I, Again, my name is Ralph French. I'm a mentor with Ron LeGrand's office, and I will get to the first caller. Uh, see if I can take her off hold. <laughs> well, it's not working. All right, so uh, nobody is in the queue at the moment. I guess uh, when I reactivated, everybody uh, was had exited the queue. So please press star six to get back into the queue, and we will start over. Okay, here we go. All right, who do I have? Edward Yanyas. Hi, Edward. How are you doing? Happy Monday. Hello. Happy Monday to you, too. My question is, um, what kind of conversation can we have with the uh, seller um, turning a no lead into a yes lead? Well, there's a lot of scripts on the ronsgoldclub.com, uh, also in your, uh, in your gold club uh, for turning no leads into yes leads, the you know you're going to have to uh, go through to see what exactly they're wanting. You know if they're 
if they're just kicking the tires and they want all cash and they, they want market value, then uh, there's probably not a whole lot you can do until uh, time and circumstances changes their, their mind. Uh, but other than that, there are some, some scripts that you can do just to, to get their information about, you know, like I said, what, what is it they're looking for? Are they looking for um, to get out of the house as quick as possible? Uh, maybe they uh, need uh, some, some payment relief uh, if they're behind on their payments. Um, so uh, a lot of people don't understand what you're talking about when you, when you present offers. So uh, asking questions about, like I said, what, uh, what they're looking for will help you help guide the conversation. Did you have a specific in mind that uh, either uh, – no. I, I don't think I, you submitted a deal or submitted a lead here, you, but if you have anything uh, like you had a conversation – oh, you did have a, uh, a lead that you submitted? Yes, I believe I submitted three of them. Do you have addresses? I uh, I have names, but uh, I didn't see it an Edward in any of them. Yes, I do. Okay. You address uh, thirteen twenty five Lake Trail, Wiley, Texas. Oh, you're in Texas as well. Oh, great. Yes. Um, I'm just Rochester, a, Colorado three Street. hours away from you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Do you know if it was submitted maybe late? Because I'm not seeing it. Um, it was sh shortly after yeah, that, the 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 dead mark, the drop dead mark. Okay. Okay, so like they must not have sent it to me. I'm okay. sorry. Uh, but anyway, um, you can tell me about the deal, and we can go over it real quick. Uh, what? Okay. What was he's it asking? That? He's asking two sixty eight five. Okay. It is a four bedroom, two bath, eighteen sixty one square feet. Uh, the comps in that area are running like uh, anywhere from 255k to 282k. He's got a first lien okay. on it, uh, 200,000. All right. And payments for that uh, first lien is uh, 1,500 a month. Sounds reasonable. Rental. So he gave you all the information. So that's good. Yes. So it it means he's uh, he's open. Mm -hmm. So then, where where did you get stuck? What? Well, actually, um, I've got there's a lot more no leads than there is yes leads, and I'm trying oh, definitely. to convert yeah maybe convert about. the no leads. Okay. Well, a lot of times, uh, in my experience, the no leads need some time. So when you're calling no leads, the best thing to do is build rapport with them and, again, ask them what their, uh, what their needs are, what they're looking for, uh, and follow up. I use the follow-up uh, method that the wolves uh, teach, uh, you know, just uh, uh, four folders and just Every week, I uh, put the current folder into the back, and then I'll follow up with it in four weeks, or even do a three-week follow-up. Um, I've been doing that lately with uh, three-week follow-up. So, so you may, with the no leads, you may have to check back with them two, maybe three times uh, before that no lead will actually turn into a yes lead, but. Yes, every every student, every uh, real estate investor is going to run into far more no leads than yes leads. Okay. And uh, the 
the key here is um, is is to be consistent with follow-ups. Uh, if you tell them you're going to follow up with them in three weeks, uh, do so, and uh, they will remember that. Uh, I remember my wife uh, was telling me uh, the only reason she went with uh, uh, a person that and was trying to sell her something is they followed up with her three times and they did it and they were consistent about it. So, okay. Okay. And, and all the while you're building rapport and uh, just write down all the notes you can about the conversation to help you the next time you talk to them. So that way you can bring things up like uh, whether they had uh, kids in school or whether they had a dog barking or, you know, just uh, anything you can do to, to just connect with them. Uh, okay. And, Break the ice. If they're, Yep, yep. And okay. if their house is still available, um, you know, three weeks down the road or six weeks down the road, um, there's probably a, a good uh, lead into to changing that no lead to a yes lead. Okay. That makes sense? Okay. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Okay. Thank you so All much. All right. Thanks, Edward. All right. All right, next one in queue. <laughs> uh, My gotcha. name is Valerie McMichael. Can you hear me? Hi, Valerie. Yes, I'm sorry that Hi. I uh, had That's to cut okay. you off the first time. <laughs> Not a problem. Technical difficulties. All right. So I've been working with a gentleman. Okay, thank you. I've been working with a gentleman uh, for a couple of weeks now. He has a property that he wants to uh, sell. And um, we've kind of been going, I've been going back and forth through the realtor trying to create a win-win situation for everyone involved, uh, the seller, uh, the realtor, and myself. And uh, what I presented to the realtor, um, the property is, um, uh, I'm I'm not sure what facts you need, probably the fact that it's a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath, 1,267 square feet. It's been on Zillow for 90 days. Um, he did a lot of upgrades. It's really, really nice. Um, but it does sit near the freeway, and there's no sound barrier. And I do believe, and so does the realtor, that that's why it hasn't sold. So now the seller is considering our um, creative finance offer. And what we offered to him was um, between um, twenty-five to 50000 down, of course he went with fifty. Um, the balance to be paid off uh, over between um, eight to ten years and a, a monthly rent payment to him. Um, I guess my question is, um, the property is the property is worth currently about uh, two two fifteen. He's trying to get that amount, but if we pay it off in you know seven eight years, uh, it will have appreciated. It's in a area that's being revitalized here in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, it's due for tax abatement, so there are a lot of pros uh, with the property. Um, how can I create a win-win uh, where, you know, everyone benefits? Do you think that's a good offer that um, we made uh, for? Uh, I tried to get forty thousand down. He's still trying to lean toward fifty, and then paying the balance off uh, over well, ma- pay- making a monthly payment eight to ten years um, of maybe like fourteen to sixteen hundred dollars, and then a balloon payment at the end. Does that sound? like a good uh, offer. I, they're they're okay. in the process uh, of writing it up, writing something up now. Uh, first of all, let me ask, uh, what what is the realtor involved in this for? Uh, it, was this a FISBO? Real, or was this, this was a FISBO, but it started out as a FISBO, but he does have it, he does have it listed. And so the realtor uh, is in the middle. Okay. And the but she's very cooperative. Uh, she's very cooperative. Yeah, she's trying to make it okay, make so, it all come together. 
So she's going to muck up the deal, and that's probably what uh, is causing some of the some of the heartache here. But uh, is there any way that you can ask the seller uh, to cancel the realtor contract? I, I assume the real it's under a a uh, realtor uh, lease yes. or um, listing agreement. Yes. And um, you know just. If you can work with the seller direct, uh, that would be your best bet because really? uh, the realtor typically doesn't understand uh, installment uh, type purchases uh, mm-hmm. or lease option or owner financing. I'm assuming you're you're looking to do. Uh, they they do have a, a loan on this of two hundred fifty. No, this is right? this property is free and clear. Free and clear. Okay. Okay, no so means, uh, nothing. it'd be an owner financing deal. Yes. Uh, but yes. you said rent, so are you talking about a lease option deal or a, or owner financing? I'd prefer an owner oh. financing deal. Okay. Um, he prefers owner financing. He would like to be cashed out. Um, I well, guess I'm uh, getting mixed cashed up with out lease is different than owner financing. Uh, owner financing is where you're just making payments to him and he's the bank. I mean, you transfer the the deed of the property into your entity or into your um, trust. And so he is no longer on title. And you're simply making payments to him. You you write up a, a mortgage agreement with, with basically with him, so he's the bank. So you... Uh, you've already agreed to some kind of down payment, apparently, and mm-hmm. uh, you have a basically a balloon loan with them, as as right. you would put. Um, so it wouldn't be rent. Rent uh, would be, like I said, a, a lease with the option of purchase. Okay, and I think I mix. I think I try to combine them sometime inadvertently, and they they're not one in the. They're not. They're totally different animals, right? Right. Uh, you're, you're in a better position if you're doing an owner finance deal uh, because okay. you'll take uh, title to the property in, in your entity or into your... Uh, LLC? Well, really, it's uh, you, you want to do it into a trust. I'm assuming okay. trusts are fine in o- Ohio. Um, okay. So into yes, a land are. trust. Yeah. Oh, okay. And if I don't so, already have one created, I would create one to do the deal. Yeah, and that's uh, you don't have to have it created before the deal. Uh, your okay. attorney, I'm assuming you have an attorney, a, a, a real estate attorney, and your attorney can can create one fairly quickly. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just a, a simple document that. Identify now he has rapport with the realtor, and okay. I don't know how to get her out of the middle. <laughs> how would you tactfully do that? Well, see if you can uh, give her – what is she looking for? She's looking for some kind of commission on this. So right. see if you can give her the commission and just say, uh, look, I'll give you the commission once I do the deal, but I need to uh, work direct with him. Otherwise, uh, I don't know that we're going to have a deal because um, there's just too many hands in this. Mm-hmm. So try it okay. that way. Because mm-hmm. um, I just don't see uh, a realtor. The realtor is going to keep wanting to to muddy water. Mm-hmm. And, they don't mean to, but that's what they do because of it being a yeah, totally they just different. Don't understand how. The the only way they know how to sell a house is is in all cash, uh, or mm-hmm. you know somebody brings in money from a loan or or cash, and it's a, okay. a done deal that way. So so when you say give her a commission, uh, what percentage would you, you recommend? Know, I, I well, that's um, going to be up for negotiation much, with her. Yeah. How much are you going to get on the front end of this by uh, a lease option tenant buyer? Because you don't want to put money out 
and this sounds like you're going to be putting a lot of money out. Um, right. So if, if you were my mentor student, I would probably tell mm-hmm. you to, you would need to get that down payment way down and you'd need to get it down enough to cover the down payment and any commission by a, a lease or a, uh, an option deposit from your lease option tenant buyer. And my guess on, are you buying it for 215? Uh, he says that's the absolute le- le- least he can walk away oh. with. Okay. So, so he do you won't know agree what the to anything are, less. Uh, and you said the comps, uh, I did the comps in the area. Uh, I did do the comps in the area, and let me look at them again so I quote them correctly. Uh, I came up with one that was 259 and another that was 265 so I added those okay, two so together and divided them by equity. two. Is there, is there, uh, are there repairs required in the home? No, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it looks like a brand-new home, but it was built before 1978. He went in there and did okay. all kinds well, of renovations. Updated pretty house. Okay. Right. So, but so that's but there's good. also a tax abatement that's um, because they're revitalizing the area. It all also okay. qualifies for a tax abatement. Okay. Well, uh, so there is some some equity in the home, and you could probably uh, say you sell it to a lease option tenant buyer, uh, turn around and market it for 260 and and get somebody in there quick for uh probably most I would say is is 20 grand down you're going to expect for that and okay so you need to make sure that you get less you're paying out less than that to both mm-hmm. the seller and the realtor okay Otherwise, you're 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 risking so I can your own clear money. something, right? Yeah. Now you can. There's other ways you can get private money to to have a second on the home to to cover some of the down payment. But the other the other option is or the other issue is uh, the monthly payment. Uh, is that fourteen to sixteen hundred? I don't know why. You used a range. Is that what he? Well, he's trying. He says that he had someone interested in the property at seventeen hundred a month. When I did rent rentometer or rentometer dot com, yeah, rentometer. They're quoting four fourteen hundred, and so I asked him about the the tenant. He said, "Well, we found out that they were uh, getting ready to file bankruptcy. That person kind of dissolved uh, because they had a prior eviction and." Uh, they're about to file bankruptcy, and when he talked with his lawyer, they were like, "Why even go that route?" So that person doesn't really exist. So I'm more like fourteen. Okay. But okay, so if you got it for fourteen, and and you can mark it up a a, a few hundred, maybe to seventeen, mm-hmm. then you have some cash flow, and your payment to him. Would that cover the taxes and uh, the insurance, or are you uh, uh, doing that separately? I, I don't because really know. You're going to have don't... to cover that. In, in... Yeah, so that's another thing that you'll have to uh, cover with him. And what I would do is, since he was he was thinking about taking seventeen hundred a month and paying the taxes and the insurance because that's what he'd have to do with a rent situation, mm-hmm. and he would have to pay the repairs on the home in a rent situation, you're taking over all the repairs because you're the, you're the buyer. I mean, mm-hmm. if he was trying to rent it for 1700, then you should be able to get it for, for like 11 or 1200. And, uh, and that should cover, you know, you cover the repairs, but he's covering the taxes and you can cover the insurance because I always like to cover it, cover the insurance onto my own policy because I get a, a deep discount, and okay. um, I like to control the insurance. Mm-hmm. And that's typically so, on a home like that, it's going to be less than a hundred dollars a month. So, okay. 
Yeah, it's really convoluted with the realtor in the middle, but I, so I got we got to figure out. I, I like you said, I I, I should try to uh, get her out of the middle and and just pay her a commission. Okay, that answers right. my question. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. All right. Well, Bye. I'll be on to the next. Okay. Have okay, a good one. Thank- Okay, I have uh, Platinum Properties on the phone. (laughs) Indeed. Hi, this is Mariana Melka from Colorado. Hi, Mariana. How are you doing? Happy Monday Uh, from Colorado. Thank you so much. And, sir, I was wondering, some of reverse mortgage leads have been filtering in, and uh, as far as I'm aware, I'm not sure we can do anything with them, even if the owner is flexible. Uh, Do you have any words of wisdom on that? Well, to my knowledge, a reverse mortgage, you can get out of it. Uh, I, I actually don't have any experience doing this. I just know personally from my, uh, my uncle, well, my uncle-in-law, I guess, that had done a reverse mortgage, and then he ended up wanting to sell his home. So from what I understand, he was able to get out of it it's basically like he took out a home equity line of credit and he had to pay that back Um, and there was some extra charges that he had to pay and uh, but he he was able to get out of the reverse mortgage and then sell the home so that sounds similar to what you're talking about where is somebody wanting to sell a home and they already have a reverse mortgage on it correct so I understand there is a way to get out of it, but it probably involves um, paying off a, a, a loan. And I, the way we, you know, the way we're normally doing it is we have a loan, there's a loan on the home, and then we're starting to make payments on that loan, whereas a reverse mortgage is, it's you're almost like your loan, you're, the 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 owner of the home is receiving monthly um, draws on on the loan that they have. So I I would imagine it would require a cash upfront payment to to get out of that before, because otherwise they're going to keep paying this. Um, the owner of the home. Yeah. Uh, because okay. as, as long as that reverse mortgage is in place, uh, they're going to just keep <laughs> keep showing out money. Uh, and if they see that the the uh, deed has been transferred, then that's going to, uh, you know, we talk about, and I've never had a loan called due, for example, uh, you know, uh, a normal loan. But I would imagine mm-hmm. a reverse mortgage loan, they would see that and say, whoops, uh, I need all that money back that I gave you, buyer, you know, you uh, as the owner of the home. You know, sure. So, I was, I was so kind of thinking along the lines to... where... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, sure. I, I was kind of thinking there are risks. Ris- I was just wondering if there's a way to work it. And I guess it all depends on what the numbers are uh, as far as... You're already getting paid to get to have the house. If they move out and I were able to create an income stream and perhaps with time just create greater spread, I would. I guess it's just a matter of how how quickly the uh, you know what the terms of that reverse mortgage were to see if there was a way to hey the seller's getting paid. You keep the money. You move out. And I generate money with the house as well. Um, I mean, at some point, and then cash them out when when it made sense in the chart as far as the value of the house going up, how much, and depending on how much they would owe back to the company if they were to um, sell it, you know, outright. Where? Yeah. So, so in that case, you would be doing a. a a lease sandwich like a lease, lease option, purchase. I guess, because mm-hmm. yeah, 
a lease purchase instead of uh, doing a like an owner finance or um, yeah, so I was kind of thinking, of, is there a way for them to still keep their income? They move out, but I lease the house and generate income and maybe pay them a little bit extra, but have the income stream as long as that would work. Well, it's possible, but the only, discount. Yeah, the only caveat would be if, if your lease option tenant buyer gets a loan on the home, there's then in the due diligence or in the um, in the title search it's going to show that this uh, reverse mortgage is on the home so that will need to be cleared up at that point sure so you wouldn't have a clear home to to actually sell and now, there might be some legal ramifications of, of that if you um, if you can't clear it up right away. Sure. You, and I, that might I'm be sure a, more of a... legal verbiage. Yeah, I, I can ask my attorney on that too. And uh, yeah, there might be yeah. legal ramifications as far as if they were to not be owner-occupants of the house any longer. That's the other that? uh, issue is they've they might be required to be owner-occupants of the house to continue to get that income. Yeah, because I was thinking in a perfect yeah, world... They may they not uh, call the loan due, they, for for example, but they may stop sending the, uh, sending the owner any money. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I'll, I'll and, run this by my attorney as well. I was just thinking, there's because so many people will be hesitant to work with them at all with the reverse mortgage in a creative finance way. I'm just like, there might be money on the table here that I just don't know how to access, or it might be a complete waste of time and I'm chasing my tail. So. Yeah, it might be interesting. I, uh, I honestly don't know I, because I've never run across that. I, I've, um, it's interesting I haven't uh, other than in my personal life. Uh, that because yeah, I was even thinking if you could lease the house that they weren't living there or didn't need to live there, you could split the rent, you know, depending on, you know, however what percentage wise and stuff, if there wasn't a legal requirement from them to be owner occupants of the home, which I assume there would be, but I'm not sure. Because um, if I were to be basically a tenant, uh, assuming all the responsibilities of tenant and really doing property management for them, but I got 70% of the rent, and, but they got an extra 30% or 50% um, on top of the money they're already receiving for as long as they own the house until their, their money's dwindled down to zero and the company owns the house. I thought there might be a potential income stream there, but I also want to stay out of prison. So, Absolutely, yes. You don't want to... Be, we don't want to be doing anything illegal, and uh, I, I like how you're create or you're uh, thinking creatively here. Uh, however, I, I I just I'm a little leery about it. I'm not sure if uh, <laughs> you know the that the house would be uh, considered uh, available for you to turn around and option to somebody else and. Um, and and we definitely want to make sure that's the case. So because oh, sure. uh, if if you're offering a house that's not actually available, then then that's not. Well, in this situation it could be it could be a, uh, an option sale if if the numbers worked out and we could pay off that other company in a reasonable time, or the idea that it was a Absolutely. straight lease. You know, and yeah. And then so I think there's else. probably a way to as long as you can pay off that other company, um, but. But that's that's the number one uh, issue is paying off that other company. Exactly. Okay. Well, great. Well, thanks so much for your feedback. I know it's a wacky situation, but I didn't want to leave money on the table. <laughs> sure. Yeah, Mariana. All right. Well, um, yeah, I'd be interested to hear uh, more about that if it ever comes to fruition. It's a deal. I'll let you know. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can you can email me at ralph at ronlagrand.com if uh if something comes of it.
I'd, okay. I'd really be I will. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Have a great Bye. day. Bye. All right. Uh, it says Gloria. Is that correct? I have Gloria on the line. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Hi. Yes. Uh, I guess this is not Gloria, but uh, that's, what it, that's what the caller ID says. Okay, yeah. Now, my name is Alfonso. I'm uh, out of Texas. Uh, my question was this. Um, say if we're going to be using, like, a, uh, a banner, like, you know, a banner you can hang in front of the house to advertise, like, an owner financing deal, but uh, say you're targeting sure. a work for equity buyer. Um, what other USPs would you use other than the words owner financing on there, on the banner, um, if any? Or should just, or you, do you think it'd be best just to use owner financing as a USP only, or should I add anything like work for equity, anything in addition to that? Well, a lot of people won't understand work for equity, uh, I've found. Uh, so I, uh, I like to continue to use the, the things like uh, no banks required or no banks needed. Uh, they like that. Or, or even uh, uh, no credit okay, uh, bad credit okay, things like that. Uh, okay. You, there's okay. Uh, a lot of those type um unique selling propositions uh, that that I use in my uh, own marketing of uh, houses that I have. So the work for equity, you know, you may, that may, I, I don't put that on any uh, signage because what happens is what I do is uh, when I get a house that's, that does need some work uh, and I will advertise it on uh, my website, on Facebook, on Craigslist, and and online as Work for Equity. Uh, or uh, Handyman Special is another uh, term for that. Uh, but I will start to work on the house and fix it up because what I found is if you have a, a completely move-in ready house, you will get better tenant buyers or um, owner in Texas, you'd be owner financing uh, buyers rather than uh, somebody that says that they can come in. Oh yeah, I can, I can do that work. And then they end up, they can't do it and they mess it up even worse. Um, now, so there's, there's a lot of due diligence to do when you're selling a house on work for equity. Um, but so that's why I don't like to, to use permanent signage that says work for equity or handyman special because there, if I don't find anybody that I feel comfortable that's going to do the work and um, you know do quality work on the house, then I um, I may have fixed the house before I found anybody and now it's a uh, pretty house that I'm selling. Uh, on owner financing, does that right, make sense? Right. Yeah, 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 it does. Cause my, what I yeah, so the unique selling is, propositions I like are, you know, uh, no banks needed and um, no credit okay. Uh, those two. Okay, because my my plan was to uh, you know purchase the property with uh, private money, and uh, just because I've 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 honestly had like quite a hard time. Uh, uh, getting you know deals where the seller's gonna own a finance and all that. I mean, sometimes they will, but then they you know they want like really huge down payments. I mean, just outrageous things like fifty percent down, all this, you know. So I've had a whole lot of luck with that. But because of that, I was actually gonna kind of switch gears and and just start using private money to buy like you know kind of like junkers and everything. And but my plan was not to fix them up. I don't want to actually rehab them. Um, what I'd rather do is I'd rather just you know actually buy them with the private money. And then just um, you know put a work equity buyer in it, let them come in and do the work with their money and everything. Uh, but I don't want to actually at least purchase it, uh, which we really can't here in Texas anyways. But my plan was to just sell a finance it to them and let them go in there and do all the repairs and everything. Well, if you actually own the home, you could at least purchase it. I mean, if you're not um, if you're not owner financing it from somebody else, but but again, uh, it is more advantageous to do the owner financing in in Texas because you can foreclose on them quicker. Yeah. However, yeah, that's uh, the way you're talking, though, I would be 
you just need to make sure that your monthly payments work out. Mm-hmm. So if you're using private money to buy a house and you're you know, you're tip, typically paying 8 to 10% on private money and uh, you just need to make sure that your owner financing to someone that, that can pay the, the higher... The higher interest. Yeah, monthly payments, uh, especially if they're already... They're starting to work on the home as well. Right. So right. That, that's your only... Uh, or that's your, your main concern there. And, uh, and then yeah. the other concern is just making sure... If you're buying uh, fixer-uppers, making sure you're under mail, uh, maximum allowable offer, because uh, you're using all cash, so uh, you should get deals that are you know 60 cents on the dollar or so, or okay. less. You know. So should I, so in regarding in that uh, should for the LTV should I be at like like lower than 65% considering the type of what, I, what I'm planning on doing or could I still top out at like a 65% LTV on that? Well, the, the loan to value is, is just between you and the private money lender. Uh, I mean, but I mean for their protection, I'm saying like, you know what I mean? Like you, like you mentioned that, yeah, I want to be below the main. Yeah. 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 Uh, understand. I, um, for their protection, you know, yeah, I use 70, but uh, that's just my um, rule of thumb. But the value I'm going to use is um, is a low value because I'm not going to I'm not going to you know you can increase the value and then reduce your loan to value. So the value itself is is um, Changes changes how much you can loan on it then. Yeah, yeah. Because that, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to keep it under 65, just just to give that extra cushion for the uh, for the private lender, uh, just in case if you know for whatever reason I don't I'm not able to sell it or they have to take the house back or whatever. I still want them to have you know a good amount of cushion there, you know, just just to protect them as well. Well, uh, I just. Remembered, you said you weren't going to fix it, so um, Arv would be under that anyway. So uh, you wouldn't be buying it for for any more than sixty five percent. So you're right. Um, if you're not borrowing any money in order to fix it, um, then yeah, you should be under that. Under sixty five, right? Yes. About what would you say? Well, I think I think you can use sixty five. Okay. But remember, to use Mayo value Mayo formula to um, as far as the purchase price, though. Right. Okay. Okay. So, so like, let's say, just for example, like, let's say we've got like a hundred thousand dollar house, and so let me see Mayo on that. Let's say it's a twenty thousand dollar rehab job coming. The Mayo will be eighty five. So. The entire private loan. I don't want it to be more than, say, eighty-five in that case. Using a um, so if um, Mayo is uh, maximum allowable offer, uh, so you you'd take the repair. Off of the purchase price, off of the uh, after repaired value, and then sixty five percent of that. Oh, sixty five percent of that. Okay, so so the R, let's say, times the sixty five percent, and then minus the repairs, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, I think I, I think I follow what you're saying. Um, yeah, because what I was doing is I was actually, uh, I, so the I'm looking at this one property that I'm looking at right now, and right now the LTV on it um, is at 62%. Um, but I mean that does put um I mean that does put the, the private lender at 
at a higher amount. So the the prep is what the Arvin is one fifty. So um, let me see, the Arvin is one fifty, and um, and so the purchase price of the house would be about seventy five thousand. And so I'm also borrowing to to um, cover the closing uh, marketing, and I thought of the safety net I was going to borrow also for for reserves in case uh, you know just to buy myself some time if I don't find a buyer right away. I have reserves mm-hmm. and also some cash at closing for myself. So basically, it comes to like ninety two thousand, ninety two five on this particular property, which puts the LTV at a uh, sixty two percent. And so my plan there was to sell the property. So for, um, back up. So the the um, after repair value is one fifty. One fifty, yeah. And even if you're not doing the repairs, uh, what are the repair costs? Do you think twenty thousand, including some fixed costs for uh, holding? Um, what say it again? Uh, well, I like to add, add in, or make sure that I add in fixed costs for holding the the property. Oh, like holding costs? Yeah, um, that, no, I, yeah, I, yeah. No, I don't have any holding costs. The reason I didn't, I didn't uh, calculate for holding costs was just because I wasn't going to actually rehab it. Um, but I yeah. Know, I well, let me let me just add five thousand to that. So twenty five thousand. <laughs> so okay. times point seven. So that that'd be eighty seven thousand five hundred would be your mayo that that would be the max you would want to uh purchase price purchase the property so let me see so eighty thousand. okay so that that's the mo- in other words that's the most i want to buy the property for or is that the most i want to borrow from the private lender altogether that's the most you would want to buy the property for and you could always borrow well I don't like to – that's why I say 65, even though Mayo actually uh, in Ron's book is 70%. Uh, right. So, um, See, because that's, that's kind of the question I'm kind of wondering about. I'm like, because, like, after after I add in, like, the uh, the, the, the purchase price of the house, uh, closing costs – so this is the numbers. Uh, purchase price would be 75, closing costs I'm accounting for, like, two grand. Uh, marketing, I'm I'm just counting uh, three thousand just in case. Uh, cash at closing for myself would be five thousand, uh, and then some payment reserves about seventy five hundred brings it all up to ninety two thousand five hundred as a private loan. And the house the house is worth uh, one fifty, so that puts it at a sixty two percent LTV. But would I be too high? Like for the protection of of the private lender, I'm saying is that too high um, of a loan? For them to make me, or should I be like lower than that? I mean, obviously, of course, not the lower the better, but but I mean, but is that still okay, like for the private lender? I'm I'm just trying to look out for their protection as well. Well, are you? I guess I'm. I guess I, you know maybe Ron has has said this, and I I haven't heard it, but uh, I've never heard where as long as you. As long as you're not borrowing more than, you know, Mayo, and that's what I've always um, gone with. Uh, you're not borrowing more than Mayo, then um, maximum allowable offer. Uh-huh. So you definitely want to to buy it for less. So so that's where the seventy percent, um, the Mayo formula is is R minus repairs times seventy percent. Uh, so that's where I get that seventy percent. Okay. So, so, so and, in other words, and that protects the the private money money lender because they can then, if you defaulted on it, they could turn around and probably get their money back by selling it to another investor. Right. That's what you're saying. And and that's just get their money right back. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. Because like in this particular, or you case, could sell it to another investor and and keep your. Um, and not make any money, but not burn your bridges yeah, with okay. your private money lender, and that's what you would want to do. Right. Okay. Because from from what I understand, Ron's always taught us just as far as like how much we borrow, um, just don't let it be above sixty five percent of the ARV. Um, he never really said like 
you know, like, um, as far as I know, I mean, I'm not sure, maybe he has, I, I haven't heard it, but I've never heard him say, like, um, you know, like, of, you know, to not borrow more than the mayo, but I understand why, and it's a good point, too. You know, it's a good way to protect the, the lender, I think, too. Um, but, um, so that's why I, I, I was watching the uh, the LTV kind of closely, yeah, like, so. making sure that, yeah, you know, like, basically after all the numbers are added up, it's not above that 65. In fact, if I, the, the further away from that 65 I am, the better. But the better, I, 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 yep. Yeah, but I don't want to get, I want to try to make sure I don't go, like, I don't, even hit the 65 if all possible, you know, like this one, uh, it'd be like 62%. But the real May on this house, like if they were going to try to like sell it to another investor, like you said, would be, let's see, I'm using the 70% um, in this case, it would be 85, but the private loan would be for 92.5. So, I mean, uh, like one, one, uh, one private lender asked me, uh, he said, well, what, what happens if, you know, if, if say I get the house back, whatever, you know, how can I get my money back? Yeah, you know, and I, I told him, I said, "Well, you can do exactly do, what I'm doing." Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I hope that answered your question. I, I do have other callers in the in the queue, okay. and I, I didn't know if you had any other. Um, yeah, no, no, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that pretty much uh, is my answer for that question. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. All right. Yeah. Good luck with that one. All right. Talk to you <laughs> soon. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. Uh, sorry, we now have, um, uh, looks like Daryl, maybe? Uh, yes, Daryl. Daryl. Hi, Daryl. This is Ralph. Uh, how can I help? Uh, hey, Ralph. How's it going? I, uh, I sent in a few PI sheets. I'm not sure if you actually got them, but I can give you the rundown on them. I didn't uh, because I, I have about five different names and Darrell wasn't one of them. <laughs> okay, cool. Sorry. Alrighty. So Let's it may see. have been after the cutoff. I don't know. Yeah, probably, but um, it's all good. So the first one I have here, um, the, uh, the seller is willing to do um, owner financing, but the, uh, the caveat is that, there's a tenant that's been a problem tenant that's been there for six months uh, free and COVID-19 apparently has the courts closed and this woman doesn't know what to do and I don't know what to do either. So uh, where are you at? What, what state? I'm in California. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Did you, uh, yeah, with the courts closed, it, it is causing some problems with a lot of, um, a lot of issues like that. Did you, um, do you have a real estate attorney? No, I don't. Uh, yeah, that's probably going to be a, <laughs> to, uh, I hate to say this, but, uh, it's probably going to, uh, land on your attorney if, you know, just. I'm sure local RIAs are still meeting there uh, virtually, and uh, you could probably get a real estate attorney even even though you're not meeting with the local RIAs in person. You can you can get contacts from guys that are in or people that are in your RIA, uh, and I would I would pass that one by a, a local real estate attorney um, because. Yeah, with with the courts closed, it is causing some problems like that. Do you have any recommendations for Californian real estate attorneys? Uh, uh, what part of California? Uh, I'm near LA, so I'm I'm in Victorville. Actually, is the actual city I'm in, so the high desert, um, San Bernardino County. Okay. We do have one of our uh, mentors, Alton Jones, uh, that is out of L.A. Uh, so. You said Alton Jones? Yes. Uh, you can probably look him up online. He, he actually does uh, rehab courses as well. So uh, he may have some real estate attorney advice. Uh, he may even have uh, 
some advice to, to that question. Um, Already, but uh, well, that's good to know. I'm sure you'll have to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely sign up for a course, or at least buy something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think that's that's a deal I'm maybe going to have to let go or do later in the future or something. But um, it might be. Here's a, yeah. Here's another deal that I probably have that's a, a bit dead. Um, you know. Okay. The seller, um, you know, the seller would consider monthly payments and all of this but has a reverse mortgage and there are two houses on the property. So there's, I guess he has a, like a commercial, like land and decided to put two homes on the property, but like one of them has a, a reverse mortgage. I'm not quite certain and not me, but that person isn't quite aware of how much of their mortgage information. So it seems a bit odd to me. Well, uh, for one thing, if, even if there's two homes on there, if it's one parcel, the reverse mortgage is on the whole thing. Uh, mm, I see. If it is two parcels, then you can certainly divide it up and pay, I mean, and, and buy one that's not under the reverse mortgage. Uh, we were just talking, I was just talking to somebody in Colorado about uh, reverse mortgages, and uh, though I don't I've never actually run across a, a reverse mortgage in all the years of doing <laughs> yeah. real estate. I've, uh, you know, about that. You know, I've had personal experience with just a, like I said, a, an uncle of mine, but um, he was able to get out of it, but he had to pay it off in order. It was almost like a, a home equity line of credit. He had to pay it off uh, while selling a home, you know, at the mm -hmm. closing. So um, that if there's any way you can get the information on the reverse mortgage, you might be able to to make a deal out of it. You know how yeah, much is paid after. into it, and how much how much is the buyout to in order to uh, to get out of it. So oh, okay. Hmm. Well, I called someone else just a couple of hours ago, and they had already sold their the property that they had on the PI sheet. So I asked them if he had any more properties. And uh, he told me about a property that he had in Phoenix. Oh, okay. Is that something that I should even pursue? I don't have boots on the ground out there at all. Well, um, you know, you might want to uh, pursue oh, it as if you can close on it, and then uh, you can always assign that contract to somebody else. Let me tell you, uh, you about can advertise in Phoenix. As well. That okay. person also has a, a tenant in their home, but uh, but that tenant, they're, they're, that's a rental property that they're telling me about in Phoenix, and that tenant okay. has a year left on their lease. Well, I know, I do know that if if you transfer ownership, uh, typically you can uh, cancel that that policy. Uh, I mean that. Um, rental agreement. So yeah, it doesn't mean that you can't turn them into a tenant buyer. So that's not I'm basically um, going to be deal. taking over that property and then offering them the what a lease option fee and saying you know pay right. the fee with this option or right or move but on. With your in life. this in this situation, if you if you worked up a deal with that person in in uh, Arizona. You could probably turn around and uh, assign that contract to another real estate uh, investor in that area rather than trying to have boots on the ground or, or deal with that property. You can just assign it and get some uh, almost like a wholesale uh, fee. So it's definitely worth worth looking into. You know, you, you made the contact, you, it's your deal, and then you – you just turn it over to somebody else that's uh, local uh, for a few thousand dollars. So how would I be presenting that offer? So I'm just straight wholesaling this. Well, yeah, but you don't have to. You don't have to tell the the seller that you're wholesaling it. Just uh, okay. try to work out the deal with the with the seller. So what as I if you're as if it were. Yeah, structure it as if you're doing it, and then. Um, 
you can turn that as long as it's a deal that that makes sense uh, another real estate investor uh, probably will would be open to give paying you to to take it over well i was i've done that before right? if i was going to order finance so when i asked them questions i asked that well it's, he's asking 550 telling me it would appraise for more um there's 100k on the mortgage and the piti is 1100 I haven't even went to the rental meter to see what the market rate is for that area yet, and I'm sure it's more than five hundred fifty thousand dollar, and it's eleven hundred dollars a month for, for PITI is what he's telling me. Wow, that's uh, and he's okay with just taking PITI. Does he I, does he have uh, I, a lot of equity in it? He might. I mean, I didn't ask wanting. what his lowest payment was because when he hit me with the tenant is in there already, I was just like, okay, so you're still trying to get rid of this even though the tenant has a year left on their lease. Like, you know what I mean? Will the carrier yeah, well, might be carrying the tenant or what's going on with that? Yeah, so so you – tenant's not a big deal. You you can uh, – you know, once a ownership transfer, you can – in most states um, and the way most um, leases work, if you sold the property, then that uh, tenant, you know, there's a, a time period, probably 30, 60 days that – uh, that tenant has to be notified, and uh, you can turn them into a lease option tenant buyer, or they have to move. But um, the the key is asking, you know, what's the lease you would take per month, uh, and or just make the assumption that okay, I I would pay you uh, your, I'll take over all the maintenance and repairs on the home, I'll buy the home from you. And pay you your your monthly um, or pay your monthly uh, mortgage for you. Oh, all right. And then just um, I guess perform an act on that. And Ron Ron's pretty adamant about going to the house. And since I won't be needing to go to this one, I I, I don't I prefer to not be seeing these people like I, personally. Um, is there well, a, a lot of times you can house? do it virtually? Uh, or you can, in this case, you might need to have somebody, uh, you know, contact, you know, do some do a little due diligence and dig and uh, see if you can get somebody locally that can do an inspection for you for, you know, just a, a walkthrough inspection for a hundred bucks or something. Uh, I've done that before with a um, not a, not a full inspection. You don't want uh, them to you know, do a 20-page report on it, just uh, just a walk-through inspection. And okay, cool. Um, you know, uh, l- local inspectors that aren't doing a whole lot, um, you know, they'd be ha- happy to. That's great. And they'll even do a video for you. Yes, that's what I would prefer. I, in fact, I would ask the the owner of the house or whatever to do that for me, see if he was willing to do that. Yeah, have, you could have them do the video f- before you even um, hire anybody else to do uh, a quick walkthrough for you. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, all right. Well, thank you. I really didn't know what to do about that Phoenix deal for sure. Um, all but, right, uh, Darryl. So you're saying that Darryl. this person with the two properties, I could just treat that as if it's one and, and see about the pay, the buyout and and go forward with that one. Yeah, you would probably have to if it's one parcel. Now, if it's two parcels, then you could probably buy the one that the you could deal with one and just ignore the other. <laughs> okay. With that, one. that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Ralph. You have a good one. All right. You're welcome, Darrell, and have a great Monday. Of course, you too. Uh, looks like everybody else dropped off the queue. Uh, I'm sorry about that. I ran a little over here, and I uh, hope everybody got something out of this. Uh, and we will see you next month. Uh, have a great Monday, everybody, and uh, happy investing. <laughs>